Man, finally, here we go. We've had some technical difficulties today. Uh, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Nowhere Man podcast. I hope we're all doing well today. I'm looking forward to a nice long day's work tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever you guys uh, got planned for the weekend. Any weekend plans going on? I know we can't really do much right now. So it's difficult. We want to be going out, we want to be doing stuff, but uh, it, you kind of have to be responsible too. You have to, you have to, uh, I don't know, the last couple of lockdowns over here in the UK, I was, I wasn't necessarily um, on board with them 100%, so I would still, uh, the first one in March, I stayed inside, but uh, the, the the November one, yeah, we had a little one over November before Christmas that was meant to be like a circuit breaker that would um, slow things down uh, over Christmas time, which it didn't really work, I guess. But um, yeah, that lockdown, I didn't I didn't really um, didn't really listen too much. I was kind of sick of the fact that we we even went into lockdown. So this time over, I'm just really making sure that I'm. Um, I'm trying to mind the guidelines and the rules every single day someone's messaging me um, wanting to go for like a takeaway coffee and a walk or my sister invited me around for for dinner today um, and I had to turn her down uh, I think she might have just been a little worried about me I'm not too sure why what the intention behind that was but uh, yeah so weekends are tough at the moment weekends there's not really much going on and that's completely understandable that's fair enough I uh yeah, I don't have much going on this weekend, I don't think. Um, I've been getting back into music uh, today. It's nice on my days off. I worked yesterday and I'm working tomorrow, so this is a, a nice little day for me to just sit down, relax, uh, play some music, um, listen to some music. I've been playing some vinyl records today and checking on the podcast. And This is my fourth, fifth one this week, I believe. I'm not too sure. I think I've done four this week. I've done four in the last six days, and this will be, I think this will be my fifth. I'm not too sure. Um, and yeah, I had another call come in uh, <laughs> from our, our resident listener at this point. Uh, Dion checked in again with us today, and she let me know how how the last episode of the podcast was. Um, probably sounded like I was quite worried about the content that was inside. Not not the content, but just the lack, the lack of content. And... Uh, yeah, me not sounding so relaxed all the time, and, and I do apologize sometimes if I sound a certain way, or yeah, I need to remind, remind, remember and remind myself that, um, that I can take it easy here, and that this is a space where I can really just chill out, and I don't have to worry too much uh, about what anyone's thinking, or yeah, I just want to be with you guys, and I've had a really good last couple of days. Um, yeah, last episode I asked you guys what you were grateful for, or what you were most grateful for, out of uh, 2000, or well, what you're most grateful for this year so far. What can you be grateful for right off the bat? So, like this year, what have you got that you can appreciate and you can be grateful for? And I'll still be taking some of those uh, answers, um, but here's one from our resident uh, listener at this point, Dion. How are you doing, Dion? Are you good? Nowhere man, it's Dion again. 
I just finished listening to your latest podcast episode and it was completely fine. I feel like you're giving yourself too much of a hard time. These podcasts don't have to be like rock stars from Mars or something. It's just you just being real and just being yourself and honest and relatable and you already have that going for you. Um, And like I said, I love your podcast. And to answer your question to all those listeners that you said were bastards, (laughs) I'm grateful for my family, my friends, podcasting, and of course, this awesome podcast. We're all going nowhere. And that's okay. (laughs) Anyhow, hope you're good. Oh, Dion, you warm my heart. You warm my heart. Uh, we are all going nowhere, that's for sure. We are definitely all going nowhere. Um, <laughs> I did call them bastards. They didn't They didn't message me. They didn't get back to me, man. I'm still salty about that. No, I'm not sad at all. And, and I was a little bit regretful for the profanity that I used in that episode. Um, I do apologize to some people who, who may have taken offense, I hope not, or who... <laughs> who may have um, not wanted to get in contact because of that. But Dion says she's most grateful for her friends, her family, um, and being able to podcast. Dion has got her own podcast on Anchor, if you would like to check it out. It's called Words of Heart. Um, Yes, it's an incredible, incredible podcast. I must urge anybody to check it out. Um, I really like, I really like what she's doing with it. it's so cool to see other people and what their kind of behind, uh, intentions are behind a podcast. And yeah, her, her podcasts are actually incredible. She, she has um, interviews with people who are practicing of emotional freedom technique, EFT, um, and also discussions with people who suffer with uh, bipolar disorder. Um, she speaks on so many different topics that is so incredible and 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 so wide and so diverse and she gives me a lot of inspiration to to um to do things with my podcast and to to change it around and to add things in there and not to take it too seriously as well i think i was uh, taking it a bit too seriously yesterday or at some point in the recording i just got wrapped up in my own head as i often do and i was having a good day that day and yeah, the only kind of, not regret, but the only thing that I thought that I could have done a little bit better was that episode, and and maybe, um, yeah, I'm not too sure, but it's it's nice to be able to reflect on, on the podcasts I have done, and I think the just consistency of doing them, and she says that it doesn't have to be rock stars on Mars, which is interesting. Uh, I wonder if there are any rock stars on Mars. I wonder what kind of music they listen to on Mars. And... And throughout the universe in general, I wonder, um, I wonder if music, um, if music reflects the same properties that it does here on Earth, and and if it has the same qualities, and, and if civilizations have recognised that yet, when does when does music become recognised within a civilization or a planet or a society, and then when does it become something that's so integral and so ingrained as to who who people are because I feel like music is yeah it, it's really at the center of our lifeblood 
And it's something that I always thought was really interesting is that throughout the entire world or the entire planet, no matter what country or continent you go to, one thing we all have in common is this incredible love for music. Um, and obviously there are other things too, like f we love families and, and uh, we have other interests, but one thing I thought that we all love, and we might not all like the same music, but um, you can go to any village, any tribe, any country or any continent, um, and someone will, someone's going to love music and most people are going to love music and it's going to be a, a really important part of who they are as a person. And I kind of get a little bit, when someone says, oh, they're not that into music or I just don't listen to much music. It's one of the first questions I ask people is, uh, you know, what kind of music are you into? It's a great icebreaker. It's a great conversation starter. And I'm, I'm fascinated by by people's taste in music, I feel like it makes it a bit easier for me to read them or to understand them. If someone's into a certain a band or a, or a certain singer um, or a certain piece of music, then that can help me to understand who they are a little bit more as a person. Um, but when people say they don't listen to music or they're not a big fan of music, I'm kind of a little bit wary. And I don't know if I believe them, but some people do just not like it, I guess, or they just don't listen. Um, which is sad, which is really sad, I feel like. And it's hard sometimes to find music that we like and to really be actively seeking out new music and new songs um, besides what's just being shoved down our throat on the radio. Something that I really love about YouTube um, and just the internet in general is the freedom um, to, to find what you're interested in rather than what's just presented in the mainstream television or radio. Uh, I find radio music to be... It's called radio music for a reason, and, and some people write those songs... Some people write a song to be successful, um, and they'll write one that they can get onto the radio, and then they'll kind of not worry, because I don't think it's too hard to write a radio song, it's just not fun. And they're overproduced, and they're very repetitive. Um, and I'm just not a big fan of them. I've found a few people over the last few years that have just blown me away, like just guys and guitars. Um, it's, it's so cool because of YouTube and the internet to be able to see people like producing their own stuff and putting it out there. And people have become, you know, incredibly well known and, and famous just from, from exposure on the internet. And I think that's wonderful. I think that's really great. Um, but it's sometimes it can be difficult. The YouTube algorithms are getting so good at the moment. They're getting excellent to the point where um, it, it's showing me things that I don't even know that I want to see yet. But but it, for music, at least, I feel like the YouTube recommended section can can really pick out some good stuff if you if you just like yeah listen to like five or six songs. Um, it starts to get a bit of a taste as to like five or six songs in a row. And then just do like an hour or two, um, like on a random song, and then find another one. There have been so so many incredible bands um, from just the up next and the recommended section on YouTube. I found people like Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. That's an incredible name for a band. They do this uh, oh this incredible music. I'll have to uh, have to put a little bit into this episode, possibly. Um, yeah, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and their song uh, their song Save My Soul some other incredible people like Leon Bridges um, who I think I found through NPR Tiny Desk. NPR Tiny Desk is another great resource to be uh, 
to be finding new people and also people you love, there is a Mac Miller's NPR Tiny Desk concert, which is on 2040, however many millions of views right now. That's an amazing, amazing concert, um, really laid back, and Mac Miller really shows his his genius and his ability to actually, um, he, he, yeah, his his understanding of music, of strings, of, of the vocals, of all of it, and he just lays down some really nice songs. Um, I think Shutter Cat is in there as well, um, playing the bass. And people like Tyler the Creator, Tyler the Creator and Mac Miller, they have more contemporary, more kind of uh, more modern musicians on there um, that do incredible, incredible pieces. And I think Hosier have been on there, but you just find some really amazing people that you would never have found before. Um, and it's, yeah, just more power to the internet and more power to things like this because we can we can explore and we can find what we connect with and what we enjoy and I think that's amazing in this day and age where we all feel so disconnected and so yeah sometimes it feels like we don't have many friends or many people that really understand us and, and through the internet and through these online communities we can uh, we can gain a bit of a deeper connection and a bit of a, a deeper understanding through through other people and and for people to understand us a little bit more as well. I think a lot of people have found understanding and have been met with uh, with respect on the internet and that's why it's uh, it's kind of taken off in, in quite a big way. Uh, meeting friends or meeting your wife or meeting anybody on the internet, you know, back in 2005 or when it was first kind of coming about would seem very strange. Um, and it was quite a, there was a lot of stigma behind meeting someone or, and now look at apps like Tinder, how many, thousands or hundreds of thousands of people have found their significant other through tinder um and yeah i think that gets a bit of a bad rap too sometimes these dating apps uh, i think they can be quite amazing to be honest um beyond what they're doing for like young people socially and in their psyches maybe that's not so great but uh yeah i don't know and, and again i'm not I'm not dating right now, but anyone who would be dating or in in a in lockdown or in a whatever would be oh, that would be dreadful. I would I would really hate to have to kind of um, be getting to know someone and then not not be able to like really finalize it. I was so lucky because um, I managed to find my uh, significant other at the moment through. Um, through Tinder and through uh, this kind of brief space of time in November where there wasn't a lockdown and uh, where we could travel and see people. Um, and it was incredible to to meet this girl and to spend so much time with her and to find so many things that we had in common and just to develop a real genuine, honest connection with someone. And yeah, I've never had an experience like that before. And uh, I well, I fell in love with her almost instantaneously it, it was so powerful and so unexpected and I kind of didn't want to believe it for a couple of days and and I didn't really know what to do with with those emotions I was kind of a little bit scared at first and I think I was trying to trick myself into believing that it wasn't real and it wasn't true um, but yeah I think I just had to be honest with her and she was a uh, gratefully she was she is really reciprocative of, of reciprocative i'm having a bit of a brain fart reciprocated 
reciprocate. Yeah, I don't know what that. She reciprocated, and the feeling was mutual. I think she was a little bit scared too, <laughs> as you would be. But uh, yeah, it really hit us hard. It really kind of hit us hard. And a lot of people don't really believe it. Love in first sight, or love at first meet, or if it's even possible. But um, but yeah, the last thing I expected was to to meet a girl on Tinder and then to immediately fall in love with her as, as soon as I met her. <laughs> and and beyond, it was just yeah, it became about became about that rather than anything else. I think young people put sex on the forefront of their relationships or sexual interaction or their sexuality you know everyone wears their their sexuality like a badge now and it can become like yeah it can become a bit much and i think for for young people certainly my age uh, under 30 even probably over 30 i think you i think it must be going on in all circles uh, but uh yeah i think we focus a little bit too much on that i think we put too much pressure on these apps uh and we don't realize that we are just looking for genuine connection and some friendship and some honesty and some respect and to be met with loving kindness. And I think we just kind of skip past all of that and get straight to the fucking. <laughs> and yeah, lots missed, lots missed with all of that. So have a deep reverence and respect for anybody who's uh, sticking it out right now, who's trying to get by. Maybe they're having FaceTime dates Maybe they're, I don't know, doing quizzes, or you send each other letters, you send each other little pieces of your hair, and your toenail clippings, I don't know how weird it gets with you guys. Um, but yeah, deep love to anybody out there right now who's trying to, trying to keep it down, trying to hold it down, and trying to maintain and walk that line. Buy the ticket, take the ride. <laughs> And this will be a first for me, but I'm actually going to enjoy a nice little evening walk right now. I'm going to go take five or ten minutes to just get some fresh air and enjoy myself. I've got work tomorrow, so it's going to be fun to uh, to get out and to do that. It was great yesterday. Um, today was a good day off, and tomorrow is going to be excellent, I'm sure. Without the rain, it will be beautiful. I think it's a bit cold. should be about two degrees Celsius in the morning. Um, I'm hoping it's going to warm up with the sunshine, though. So I'm going to take this opportunity to go out and uh, take a little walk, but I'm not done with you guys yet. I'm not done with you guys. <laughs> uh, it's been great to just sit down and have a chat, uh, have another message from Dion, see how she's doing. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I'm going to just put my shoes on and take a step outside for a moment. And then we'll be back with it. We'll be back. We'll talk about some stuff. Maybe I can uh, use this time to think about some interesting things I want to chat to you guys about. And I think I'm going to shoot for an hour tonight. I think I'm going to do it. I've, I've done four podcasts this week. Um, this is my fifth, I believe. And if I can make that an hour, I'd be pretty happy with that. And with this little break um, at the 20 minute mark, uh, well, at the 20 minute mark, I can, uh, yeah, I can go take a break for 10, 15 minutes, come back. And I'm sure I'll be able to chat to you guys for however long. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go pop out for a second. I will be back. No time will, uh, will have changed. I'll be exact sounding exactly the same and you won't have noticed a thing so don't worry i won't be gone long maybe a fraction of a second so i will see you all then oh just real quick before i pop out i just like to say to everybody that um i'm gonna leave a link in the description for dion's podcast words of heart um please go check her out please go give us some support and give us some love and uh yeah that's all i wanted to say so i'll be back in a second <laughs> 
And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. That was a nice walk. That was a really nice, uh... It was far colder than I thought it would be. It was a lot colder than I thought, and... I had to walk quite quickly just to warm myself up, and... It didn't last too long, I must say. It didn't last too long. These, these, uh, these winters in England aren't... I don't think they're nearly as cold as I remember them being. I know February is a particularly cold month, but... Uh, I saw a memory on my Facebook from like eight years ago, a couple of days ago, and it was the view from my the house that I grew up in, and it was just covered in snow. The view from my window, um, the, the, there was a tree outside with that used to have a rope swing on it, and there was another tree <laughs> not so far from it. I think it was an, a really old willow tree. And it was uh, quite cool to climb because it started quite low down. But it was really old and well established. Very thick, thick uh, trunk and branches. And uh, I remember climbing it quite a lot at quite a young age. And, and one day I remember deciding to make, uh, make a rope swing on that tree. Because I think that the actual swing on the other tree got cut down, I'm not sure. So I got a stick and some rope. And I tied the stick to the rope, and it was quite. I think the stick was a little bit too long, if I might, <laughs> if I might, if I might add now in hindsight, because, and the rope was quite short. It worked quite well, but as I tried to get off, I kind of put both of my hands on the stick to raise myself up, and one hand had more pressure as I got off. So my right hand kind of went down and I fell off the tree and like half of the stick was, it kind of cut all the way up my leg and ripped my, my, uh, my jeans, went all the way up my thigh, my inner thigh. And yeah, I must say I, have to have, I had to have a few stitches then. I was about 10 or 11 and I won't go into too graphic detail, but uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad actually. I think I was quite lucky because, wow, it could have been a lot worse. Now looking back on that as an adult, I'm so lucky. And I'm very grateful that uh, all my junk's intact. <laughs> because uh, I certainly had to have a few stitches, that's for sure. And the funny thing about that story is, uh, so I ripped my jeans and there was blood pouring out of me and I ran back inside um, to tell my mum and sister and it was so embarrassing. And I didn't want to show them, I just wanted to assure them that it was very bad and I needed to just get some help and checked out. Um, and I think they made me show them, I'm not too sure, but my mum's beautiful idea was, uh, why don't you sleep on it and see how it feels in the morning? And I couldn't believe she said that. Now looking back on it, it's so funny. I, obviously I wasn't going to die, nothing, but I, I probably should have gone then and there because, um, yeah, I had quite a few stitches. And... It was probably the worst sleep I've ever had in my entire life. And my, my bed sheets were bloody when I woke up, but that's gross anyway, I don't want to talk about that too much. But very, very funny. I, I love those stories where you get injured as a kid. I feel like they make, like falling out of trees and getting muddy and um, cutting your ball sack on, on, a, on rope swings, apparently. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know why that just came into my head, because I was talking about the, the tree, the, the view from my window. <clears throat> bringing up memories of, of growing up and playing by those trees. 
So, yeah, in the morning, it was obviously still, it was bad. It was probably worse, if anything. And yeah, we walked to the bus stop. <laughs> I sat on a bus and went to A&E. And I think I got like eight or nine stitches. I'm not too sure, maybe seven, seven to nine stitches. Um, we all good now, though. We all good. Ah, but oh man, those those nostalgia times, kind of, uh, I think everyone loves nostalgia, and that's why things are getting re-released and remade, and everything's kind of coming back again, and I hope that we'll all be happy, and, and that will, you know, the thing that we want the most is, uh, is our childhood, and the feelings that we had when we were younger, so I think industry is trying to almost manufacture that or replicate that in by remaking films and remaking TV shows and updating things just to kind of bring us that sense of nostalgia of bringing us back to those simpler times when things weren't so crazy and uh, we had we felt like we had things under control a little bit more possibly and since then everything's gotten quite out of hand and everything's a little bit crazy and yeah I think we just want to go back to those times I remember like my childhood for me was uh, hiding under my duvet cover at night, playing my Game Boy, trying to catch all the Pokemon and beat the Elite Four when I was eight or nine and my mum coming in to check on me and me kind of closing the lid and trying to pretend I was asleep. And I found out years later she knew that I was awake but she just let me do my thing. <laughs> Which was very sweet, and maybe she was just saying that. Maybe I was, maybe I was uh, craftier than she thought I was. But man, things used to be so simple back then. Things used to be so easy. I would be playing with some Legos right now, or I'd be in bed playing my Game Boy, or something like that. And yeah, now I'm talking into a microphone, um, literally saying anything that comes into my mind to shed some uh, personal honesty and some sense of. Um, like you're not getting bullshitted like someone's not just uh, manufacturing and feeding us something that's pre-packaged and you know for a certain demographic and a, it's all to make money and it's all for this business um, I think that's become the, the normal thing these days and I think companies are even trying to show really strange things like you know on uh, to celebrate LGBTQ plus people um you know these companies will they'll change their logo for a day or they'll update their banner with a flag or you know for for any kind of movement or something that they feel like they'll and it just feels so fake and so wrong and so manufactured and um it's a shame that some people can't really see through that i suppose it's probably difficult to sometimes and definitely the brands we like we would like to think that they would support you know, common causes, but all of these things, all of these causes, BLM and LGBTQ+, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Um, these, these things or these problems shouldn't really be, you know, we shouldn't really be facing them. I don't know if we're creating them out of nowhere, but obviously there are racists and homophobics and bigots. Well, well yeah, I think the, it's just, it all comes from this sense of misunderstanding. Um, but now we're attacking people for their for their misunderstanding and for their own opinions and it's all gonna become this crazy echo chamber where one voice is repeating this one thing and everyone agrees with it and that sounds horrible 
sounds awful. Oh, excuse me. Um, one of those, one of the nice reminders for me or the nice thing to have seen is how many people have their own individual podcasts and how many people have um, started to, to do this themselves, including myself. Because that way um, we have as many voices as possible and they can't kind of drown us all out. Because we're all pushing for this kind of um, conservative, uh, like, not cons- but just, li- yeah, maybe more liberal, I'm not too sure. Um, just open and honest and respectful, that seems to be the way that we're trying to be more socially conscious and socially aware and just a- more aware in general as-, as a race and as a people and as individuals. and. It's um, It comes with its ups and its downs. I've seen a lot of the downs and a lot of the negatives recently, but the positives um, the, posi- the, the positives that I've seen from um, just freedom of speech and free will is that so many people can get their voice and their opinion out there. And not that opinions necessarily matter or that all should be listened to, certainly not all of mine, that's for sure, but um, just that people aren't being people aren't being suppressed in in this way just yet this seems to be a new thing that's happening and industry's not really caught on just yet it's kind of getting there now but uh it's still a very new thing and it's still something i think industry is quite scared of and the traditional media is quite scared of and they're a little bit worried about because they can't own it and they can't control it and yes that's what it needs to be like (laughs) and I'm, i'm really happy to see that uh you know, regardless whether Anchor is owned by Spotify and, you know, it's all just this big, um, this way to make f- people feel like they're, they've got a voice or make, make people feel like they're being listened to, um, it certainly gives people the chance to be listened to. And that's all people need sometimes, I think. Uh, we just need the opportunity uh, to be listened to and for people to have heard us. Especially when we are angry or we feel like we have something to say. I used to be so angry at myself and the world. Not so much myself actually, but more the world and just how things went and how things were ran. And I found myself just um, wanting to find alternatives for every single thing that had been put in place for you know, human infrastructure. I feel like it was all flawed um, inherently at, at the start. And we, we went about it in a very strange way. And or maybe not in a strange way, but we just didn't see the consequences of what would happen. I'm not too sure, but we are locked and loaded. We are ready to go, ladies and gentlemen. I've got some food in the oven, cooking, and yeah, ready for me to eat it shortly. I've I've loaded up another, um, well, we're just locked and loaded. We got more rain. I don't know if you heard that stop and start in or, or what that was like, but <laughs> it's, it's going to be weird for me to try and push this out. I was going to try and do an hour, but then I realized the retention time for people is is difficult, especially with a new a new podcast that I'm, I'm trying to establish and root um, and to develop this community. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to make it too long for people. I don't want to make it difficult to to sit here and to listen to me. Obviously, you can come back to it whenever you want, and, and I will push these to be an hour. But I think 45 minutes will be a good marker for me, uh, just to bear in mind today, just to keep it. Um, keep it kind of light and, and, and make sure that I'm not bogging anyone down too much but but for me I really want to push myself with these and I really want to try and uh, just expand these more um, I think an hour and 15 minutes would that's my goal for the next couple of weeks slash month 
if if I can get this up to an hour and 15 I probably wouldn't need to do um, three to four to five episodes every week maybe that's good to do four or five smaller episodes but um, I'm not getting too I, I don't get too many plays obviously I'm a very very new uh, podcaster and I've only just started to do this I'm very very happy with how things are going and how many plays I am getting and the growth of this podcast but of course um, you have to understand that it's just me and there aren't too many of us right now so um, so I won't be keeping all of you here for for an incredible amount of time maybe as time goes on and as things grow I can start to stretch these out and it'll be easier to fill uh, with content because I'll have more callers and I have more things I want to talk about and of course things are just slow at the moment because of lockdown and because of this pandemic I think creatively this is something that I really wanted to start because of this pandemic and because of uh, there's just so little to be doing right now you can't go out and see people you can't do much so how can I reach as many people and engage with people and, and also try and do something good at the same time I tried to look at all of that and um, eventually it it became this and, and this is what I'm doing to <clears throat> because I have the time it's not completely filled with music or completely filled with work so I can uh, set some time aside I actually had so much time this week to sit down that I, I have done four episodes so it's nice to uh, it's nice to put some time and energy into something and I would wonder what people have if there's any particular hobby that you might have picked up uh, last year or this year or anything that you may be um, you know, with sports being kind of put on hold and certain things, you can't go to the gym or you can't do this. Or you, it's difficult, so we almost have to find these, <clears throat> excuse me, these indoor activities. And my voice is so dry, I need to drink some tea, excuse me. <laughs> hmm. <clears throat> We almost need to find these indoor activities that don't require um, too much equipment or like, you know, rock climbing. It would be difficult to go rock climbing or something like that. You can't. You have to be practical. Um, so I wonder how many people have done things like picked up instruments or started to write or draw. Or how many people have actually made their podcast in 2020. Uh, I wonder how many people have done that since the, uh, the Spotify deal. I'm not too sure. But it's nice to uh, to be a part of that now, and it's nice to have jumped in and to get myself uh, dirty, <laughs> so to speak. And yeah, these are really fun for me to, to do at the moment. They're really cool. There's a, there's a lot of, a lot of um, benefit to be gained from self-reflection like this. And this one's me just talking to you guys more at the moment, but I spend a lot of time reflecting on my my emotions and my mind and my energy and how I'm doing and that's kind of what I want to have at the core of all of this um, and yeah it's just nice to be a part of it it's nice to be uh, it's nice to be accepted and to be welcomed um, and just to to reach people I think reaching people is is amazing when I can't do that with my music so much I can start to uh, reach people uh, through different formats and through different means and different creative outlets. And that's really cool if you ask me. <laughs> now I know I don't like to talk about news so much and I don't like to talk about current events. Um, that's not necessarily so true. I don't know how I would manage to get through this episode today without first congratulating, ev well, 
congratulations is based on where you stand, I suppose, and your, maybe your political leniencies. But uh, today is a great day of change uh, for anyone, I think. And I don't know how I could get through this podcast without mentioning uh, the inauguration of Joe Biden as he becomes America's 46th president. Yes. Yes, Trump was the 45th. Um, and I think I wonder how he's finding it. I know all of these people, they're really difficult to relate to. Um, super hard, but I, like, and it's, and it's almost a challenge, but I think it's an interesting exercise um, to try and do to try and get myself maybe into Joe's head as he becomes the 46th president. Um, the only quote I heard is that it was a day of victory and hope. So, and that he wanted to start again or, or start anew. Um, and yes, I know a lot of people are slightly, slightly worried um, about Joe's presidency and I heard a lot of people wondering what's going to happen to Donald Trump now and, and if he's just going to, I think people are going to get too bored with this Joe Biden thing. I think they're going to, you know, they've had it crazy for the last four years. And, and if it's really quiet over the next few months, I think people will, will kind of be like, well, where's the excitement and where's the uproar? Um, and I'm not too sure if that's true, but uh, Americans do love a show and they do love to be entertained. And that was certainly the case for, for Donald Trump, even if he was... Um, you know, renownedly hated by a lot of people. And I think he still had this crazy um, reverence and and, res and he was respected and he had this huge, I don't know if you would call it a cult following, but goodness me, after what happened in the Capitol building, I think, um, I think he had to kind of step down. I think he had to give up a little bit. Um, yeah, while we're on the news, I, I also heard that um, President Biden signed some um, orders to curb the spread of coronavirus and he accused Trump's administration to, of, of lacking um, urgency and the coordination that the country needed. Um, I think on his first full day today, he uh, kind of hit out at Trump again and he's seen, he says he's seen the tragic cost of that failure or something, of that uncoordination. Um, and yeah, I think the prediction was the death toll will reach uh, half a million next month and and we'll kind of, I'm not too sure because the vaccine, the vaccine that they've just rolled out with the death toll reaching half a million, it seems like that vaccine isn't so effective and it isn't doing too much, which is a bit of a shame. Um, yes. So it's a good time and a bad time for everyone. I think we're all going to try and focus on the hope and the possibility of a change. And uh, certainly Kamala Harris, I think a lot of people are um, trying to get behind her a lot. She's the first woman vice president of the United States. And she's the first woman of color um, vice president of the United States. And... Yeah, she's she's 56. She's got a strong head on her, and certainly if uh, if Biden starts to slack or fall asleep or do anything, I'm hoping that she's going to step in, and she's going to take it easy and and uh, yeah, bring about some kind of um, unification towards the country. <clears throat> After every election, there's this huge divide, and it almost splits the country in two uh, between red and blue. It seems to be, and it it takes a lot to 
to unite a country after that, after every election, I think. There's a lot of division and people need to come together. It takes a while, but I think people will start to, uh, to come together a little bit. And um, <clears throat> regardless of if you're, a, uh, if you're a Biden supporter or if you like him or his policies or even the, uh, cons- I mean the Democrats, sorry, I was going to say the Conservatives, that's over here in the UK. Even if you don't necessarily like the Democrats so much, um, you might have voted for Biden to just get Trump out. And I think a lot of people just wanted to see Trump gone. Um, the media was portraying that in such a strange way. It was up and down and up and down. But but yes, it's certainly... Um, yeah, it's certainly, it's certainly a time of change. And uh, hopefully some good will come of that. Um, any other news that I've, I've heard? Oh, I heard something really interesting... Um, which came out of Italy, some news that came out of Italy. Uh, the police found a stolen Da Vinci painting. It was a copy of Da Vinci, um, which the museum didn't even know it was missing. Um, <coughs> someone's been detained. Um, it was a 16th century painting. Um, what was the painting? Salvador, Salvador Mundi was the name of the painting. A very famous painting by Leonardo da Vinci. And I think it was something, it went missing during the coronavirus pandemic. But um, the museum had been shut. Nobody had realized it had been taken. Um, and it was, a, it was a duplicate, I think. I'm not, it was a, yeah, it was a duplicate attributed um, to the Leonardo school, but not to, the, uh, not to actually Leonardo da Vinci himself. Um, the original artwork sold for like... $450 million, which is £330 million. Um, and someone was uh, detained after they said that they offered a less than credible explanation, I remember them saying, and that he, uh, he I think he said that he, he'd bought it at a market or something, he just, that he casually bought it at a market somewhere. Um, yeah, he, he said that the, it was found, but um, its custodian re- did not realise it was stolen. Um, which is amazing that they found a painting that they didn't. The museum didn't even realize it was uh, <clears throat> it was stolen. Uh, the painting uh, depicts uh, Jesus with his hands um, holding a, crist- a crystal, I think. Yeah, it's a holding like this crystal in his left hand, with his right hand kind of with his fingers crossed, uh, looking at the supposed viewer or something, I suppose. Um, yeah, the original, it was a $450 million painting. I don't know what the copy's worth. Probably worth quite a bit. I did. I couldn't work out if it was copied by the school or copied by um, Da Vinci himself. It was a bit strange, strangely worded uh, news article that I was reading. Um, I probably should have got that back up to <laughs> uh, to read, but it would be very, very hard to find. Wow, very hard to find. You can tell that as these are going on, my language barrier is breaking down and I'm kind of melting into this uh, into this pot of I don't know what, what's going on whatsoever. Um, <laughs> so it's been really interesting to sit down and try and make one of these a little bit longer. Um, thank you all for, for sitting here and spending some time with me today. I'm going to try and do one of these again every couple of days. Um, definitely more than one a week, I think. The fact, now that I know I can do that and... Now that I know I don't have to spend so much time thinking about what to put into these and we can just have a chat and a conversation and yeah, I don't need to stress or like Dion says, it doesn't need to be rock stars on Mars. Um, It can just be honest and uh, (laughs) yeah, that's all it needs to be. 
And uh, she said, we're all going nowhere, man. And that's true, we are all going nowhere. And yeah, that's for goddamn sure. I know that I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay here with you guys and I'm going to check in um, every day or two, every couple of days and let you know how I'm doing. Um, <laughs> but for now, I think I'm going to leave it there. I hope you all have a wonderful evening, wonderful morning, afternoon, whatever you may get up to, day at work, day off you know, have a walk, go do some amazing things, um, call your family, you know, text that person that you're thinking, oh, maybe, should I get in contact with them? Stop second guessing yourself, text them, see how they're doing. Your intuition told you for a reason, so listen to yourself. Whether it be messaging someone or doing this or just anything, you know what you need to do, I don't know, but your intuition knows and it's already told you. Maybe it's telling you now, so it's time to turn this off and go do that. <laughs> I hope you all have a wonderful evening. Um, I've already said this. So we really are going nowhere, aren't we? <laughs> and yeah, it's a great time to sign off with that, I think. Um, as always, everybody, I am going nowhere, man. And thank God for that. <laughs>